0: Other side of midnight. 77 W-A-B-C. Local spotlight. You know what I just spent the better part of the last two hours doing? Good morrow, everyone. This is the other side of midnight on seventy-seven WABC. I'm Frank Morano. I just spent an hour and a half, maybe more, maybe an hour and forty minutes. Stuck on the BQE, not moving an inch. There was a horrible traffic jam. Maybe some of you were also sitting in it uh, an hour or two ago. I hope I think it's cleared up now, but apparently there was a, a disabled vehicle on the Guanis approaching thirty-eighth street, and I didn't move for an hour and a half. So I didn't get all the preparation work <laughs> that I normally need to to get done for the show. But you're in luck because we have an all-star panel of callers joining me for the next hour and we'll go through some of the news. But I mentioned this for two reasons. One All of that could have been avoided if I just used Waze. The traffic app Waze or some similar type of traffic app would have notified me that there was that sort of traffic congestion and I could have avoided it. I guess if I listened to the uh, radio and... uh, listen to the traffic on one of the stations that does traffic at night I could have at least avoided that as well but I thought look I drive this way every single night it's usually not that much of a problem and that's part of the reason why I why I uh, give myself extra time is to avoid just such an eventuality the other thing that I was struck by is this was really bad traffic congestion. It did delay not only my productivity, but the productivity of everybody stuck in that traffic jam. And none of that will be obviated in the slightest by congestion pricing. And I will ask the question again, why will I, under all of the plans that are being proposed, why will I have to pay a fee, a tax, to come into Midtown when the traffic that I'm dealing with isn't in Midtown? It's in places like Brooklyn, Staten Island. And for folks coming in from the Bronx and New Jersey, they're facing traffic there. None of that is going to be helped by congestion pricing. And uh, I think the whole rationale and the whole selling point for this congestion pricing proposal is totally fallacious. So those of you that uh, are sitting in the same traffic or were sitting in the same traffic, believe me, I feel your pain. And uh, for those of you that um, count on me to be Uber prepped four hours every day. Well, cut me a little slack today because I was in traffic for a long time. Beam me up to be continued. The other side of midnight, local, local spotlight. Good morning. Hi, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. So there was a very nice story out of Staten Island, and it has to do with a forgotten or virtually forgotten piece of history and someone that's worked very hard to unearth that history. A Staten Island Street is being renamed after the last enslaved person born in the borough. It is the recognition of a man who lived a difficult and a fascinating life. With help from the Chorus at PS22, which is one of the best-known choruses in America, run by my friend Greg Brineberg. They performed at the Academy Awards and elsewhere. It was all songs and smiles at the announcement that Livermore Avenue in Port Richmond will soon be co-named Benjamin Prine Way. Prine is considered the last person born into slavery from Staten Island. So they found out just about a year ago that Prine, once enslaved and a veteran of the War of 1812, was buried more than a century ago on this street, which basically is now a strip mall. Decades ago, the property was sold, paved over, and overlooked until now. That's when documentarian Heather Quinlan, who I've interviewed a number of times, who's a wonderful lady, she made the discovery that Prine and up to a thousand others are buried under the strip mall at this busy intersection of Forest and Livermore Avenue Quinlan's work sparked the inspiration for the street renaming and her work is going to continue uh, she does great work, Heather Quinlan. She did a wonderful documentary about New York accents. That's how I first got to meet her. But she's also studied genealogy. She studied cemeteries. She's really into a lot of this stuff. Uh, maybe we'll have her on the show soon to talk about everything she's doing, including this, because I think this was really a wonderful, wonderful thing that they found this this gentleman. They actually had some of his descendants at the ceremony, and they recognized uh, the difficulty that this man had and. The- The fact that he's buried in this area that's now a strip mall that people, thousands of people, drive by every single day. In addition to the street renaming, officials hope to eventually have a small memorial built there at the site to honor those who are buried on the property, those who may never truly rest in peace. I think that's certainly appropriate and overdue. Great job by Heather Quinlan. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77, local spotlight by now you have no doubt heard about the tragic murder of an m an, of an emt lieutenant and grandmother in astoria who was stabbed to death by a maniac well what you may not have heard is that a progressive city council member from queens tiffany caban as well as some other elected officials Released a public safety guide discouraging mer- merchants in that area, the very same area where she was stabbed, from calling the police. So, the guide from Councilmember Caban urged small business owners to dial 311 and seek mental health services for people with mental illness and engage in community mediation instead of calling 911 to summon the police when there is trouble in many cases. It also advises merchants to give the person causing harm the chance to correct their behavior before seeking intervention. Say no, stop, or that's not okay, the guide says. Now, I am all for getting the mentally ill the treatment they need. But the bottom line is, if someone is potentially dangerous, even if they're mentally ill, Saying no or saying stop or calling 311 or 911 could potentially be an action or an inaction. It could be a decision that leads to someone losing their life. I don't like that the NYPD, in addition to fighting terrorism and catching bad guys and investigating burglaries and all sorts of other things that we ask the NYPD, I don't like the fact that we rely upon this agency to also be the top mental health counselors in the city, but the reality is they're doing a better job than almost anybody else is right now. For all the incidents of people like Deborah Danner, there are scores of incidents you don't hear about where the NYPD does an incredible job not only defusing the situation, not only protecting emotionally disturbed people from hurting themselves, but helping other innocent people from being hurt or worse by the emotionally disturbed person. So, look, I'm all for... Better treatment for the mentally ill, better care for the mentally ill. This is an absolutely wrongheaded, foolish idea. And I would hope that whether you're a business owner or you're an individual, if you see someone that you think is dangerous, whether they're a threat to you or someone that you observe, don't call 311. Call the police. They're well-trained and they're well-equipped to protect you. If you call 311, I'm not so sure that's the case. To be continued. The other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. One more hour to go. Don't even think of touching that radio dial. Well, they say we are in store for another cold wet dreary gray day in the new york area and that this could be the remnants of the storm hurricane or tropical storm known as ian and i get it that people are frustrated and that it's essentially rained non-stop since uh, saturday night sunday morning i get it that being said uh, try not to let the weather get you down I think the rain is a great opportunity to get some indoor things done. Maybe you need to get some cleaning done. Maybe you want to get some reading done. Maybe you want to watch a motion picture or listen to some podcast. Maybe you want to catch up on some emails or write a letter to a friend. Try to appreciate the weather for what it is. There's no nothing better than weather like this to curl up with a good book, maybe a cup of hot chocolate, under a blanket. If you have a fireplace, that's all the better, and use it as an experience. Excuse Not to get any of your outdoor chores done or your outdoor activities. I get that it's annoying, especially if you have to put the garbage out and you have an area like I have on my block, which uh, has a lot of ponding on the sidewalk and you end up getting your feet wet just by walking in an inch of water. I get that that's all annoying. Use it as an excuse to stay home, get some stuff done, and to relax a little bit if you can. I recognize a lot of us have to work and make our way to work in awful weather. Which also reminds me, I spent a great deal of traffic last night, a great deal of time in traffic last night because of a disabled vehicle I think was caused by an accident. I've seen some really bad accidents the last few days. Please, if you're driving right now, I know this gets repeated all the time, please chill out drive slowly, take pains to pay attention to what's going on. You really can't drive as fast when it's wet out because the roads get a lot more slick. I know this sounds like I'm, uh, I don't know, a, a 11th grade driver's ed teacher, but clearly this is a lesson that needs to be repeated again and again because I've seen pretty bad accidents each of the last three days that I've been coming to work. So please be careful, and for those of you that get to stay home, try to make the most of it. Listen to some podcasts of this show that you might have uh, missed out on. If you want to listen to some podcasts that include the local commentary, by the way, you've got to subscribe to Frank Morano, Interviews, and More, in addition to The Other Side of Midnight. You can also go to WABCradio.com and just click on Podcasts. Beam me up! To be continued.